let me just let me just plug my headphones into the uh into the old computer. Got ya. Cool. Yeah, nice man. Can you hear me all clear? All clear. All clear. Alright, good. <laughs> that was a bit of a malfunction at the start. Ah, uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. We got there in the end. Sorted. Absolutely sorted. How are you? I'm really good, man. I'm uh, obviously with all the coronavirus stuff. It makes life uh, pretty different, but for the most part, it's pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, I haven't been majorly affected like other people, so mm. it's all good. Yeah, I suppose we've got to classify us as ourselves as pretty lucky in comparison to some massively either either just got the sack or even like stakeholders and businesses and things like that Mm. who have had to just shut shop and yeah just bear the bear the debt well yeah um i'd probably say like 50 percent of my friends have lost their jobs yeah um and probably you know, half of those guys are all small business owners. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're, you know, they were the first guys jumping online to try and get on Centrelink. Yeah. I Which mean, I mean, not to not to mention all the people that are like can't even get to Centrelink because unfortunately they're in intensive care. <laughs> Let's not forget oh, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly right. Yeah. So I think the hospital. Yeah, like close to me is they've got, I think we're, we're pretty low. We've got, I think, 30 cases and they've only had one person die. Mm. But, um, but I mean, <clears throat> that's one hospital in one state of a country. So mm. I'm sure all the other hospitals are pretty similar. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy, man, what's happening. Obviously, nothing that like, nothing I've seen in my lifetime and obviously your lifetime. Um, it's, oh, it's... It's it's nuts, man. Mm. But yeah, yeah well, the biggest it's... biggest um biggest loss at the moment for me personally is probably the fact that we are we can't train at the moment. Can't train. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's one of those things as well. Is like you, if you really want to, you can. Yeah, if you've got mats and things like that, but uh uh, well, for me personally, a lot of like the crew, our crew, all have young kids, so yeah, they're you know they're not they're not going to be willing to train, and also, you know, you don't want to be the guy that brings the coronavirus home as well. Yeah. That's so, right. and I don't think there's anything. I can't really think of a sport where you really even get any closer to another person. No. There's, there's nothing so, really. No. Apart from what goes down in the bedroom, huh? <laughs> well, that's it, right? You know, and you probably get even closer <laughs> than uh, <laughs> than some people do. So, <clears throat> you know, I've probably hugged my mates more than I've hugged any girlfriend I've ever had. Yeah. So I noticed that when we've rolled before. <laughs> I didn't say anything because I was just like, I don't know, maybe it was just a one-off thing. Mm. 
it's just about revolutionising the sport. I've just there's been things that I've been able to do in the bedroom that I just feel like would work really good on the mats. There's <laughs> yeah, a psychological factor. Yeah, well, that's it, right? If you weird the other person out enough, they'll mm. probably just they'll probably just submit. Yeah, well, that's it. Then yeah. I go, are you doing jiu-jitsu? You go, I don't know, am I? Fuck, well, that's what it is. That's what it's been this whole time. Whenever, whenever you wipe the floors with me, mm. <laughs> that's what it's been. <laughs> well, that's it, man. Mm. So just, you know, when you're laying down tonight, because, <laughs> you know, you, you've just mentioned we can't train. No one can train. Yeah. You've got, you've got generally, depending on what time you go to bed, between six to nine hours of mat time every night. You're just not <laughs> using it. <laughs> You're just not utilizing this uh, this time. Yeah, and the thing is, you've got a training partner, even if they don't know that they're one. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair call. Mm. So when when I um when I actually was like seventeen, I'd first started. Mm. And I was training at <clears throat> at a local gym here on the Gold Coast. There was a guy, mm. his name was Big Joe. I think he might have been like a blue belt. And he actually, uh, he he was like probably like six foot three, 130 kilos, like really big dude. He was having dreams about jujitsu <laughs> and putting, his, his girlfriend was like so small, like five foot four, like 50 kilos. And he was putting it in like kumuras and stuff, and he <laughs> she actually had to learn how to tap. Wait, so that is this, he is this would in stop. the middle of the night? This is yeah. He would he would like have dreams and start grappling in his dreams on his on his girlfriend. Oh, that's classic. Yeah, it was uh, strange, but um, <laughs> so she had to learn how. To yeah, tap. she had she just had to tap, and he would stop. He would stop trying to submit her. <laughs> I personally just think she quit and didn't really try, but yeah, I reckon I reckon she should just like get better. Yeah, just learn how to retain a guard. <laughs> just learn how to retain, how to retain a guard. Why do you keep yeah. tapping all the time? Mm. <laughs> That's so funny. I've definitely never heard that one before. I have like no. I have a have um a few questions written down here mm-hmm. that like. I mean, this is just improvised, but I mean, one of my first ones was going to be, what do you wish you had known when you you were starting out? So you just then you said you was, you started out at like 17, did you just say? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, I was, I was six, I was 16 when I started. Oh, damn. So that's a minute. That's like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's like ages. <laughs> it's just been a little while. Um, yeah. What do you wish you had known when you were starting out? Um, there, there would be like, there would be a couple of things I would. Um, I, I would. Know, I want to know everything. All right. Well, I would uh, probably the one thing I would definitely want to know is like how much of an impact it was going to make on like my body. Yeah. Um, you know, just like in you terms about, of like that, you can take that two ways because like I found that it was actually really good uh, physically in terms of like uh, obviously conditioning and aesthetics because I used to go yeah. to the gym all the time and then like working really hard for results. Then I started jujitsu and I was like, wow, I don't even realize how fit I'm getting and how 
how much of a difference it's making to my body physically in a good way. Yeah. But you might be talking about, <laughs> you might be talking about feeling broken. Yeah. Well, I think like <clears throat> I've never, I've always played like a sport or something. I've never been able to just go to the gym. I just kind of get a little bit sidetracked and I get a little bit bored. Mm-hmm. I, I always like it to be some kind of a sport that I'm playing or, and kind of use that as a way to, to do, to get fit. But it, for a hundred percent, like, um, I found that I've, I've got really fit, uh, even functionally strong, I think just from time on the mat, cause I'm not like a muscular dude and, and I'm quite small, but I, um, I don't, feel like don't I have that for you. Anyone listening to this, do not let that fool you. I feel like I just got strong from just training, just doing jujitsu and and um, just that repetition of like, yeah, constantly doing something. And you obviously <clears throat> you just figure out how to get stronger. You know, you learn how to drop your hips. You learn how to you know engage your lats when you're passing in the gi and you know holding material, things like that. But um, I think it wasn't until I got to maybe 27 when I started to get really sore after training. And I kind of wish that maybe when I was a bit younger, I, I did a few things that maybe complemented some recovery, like maybe some yoga, maybe, maybe actually do some light weights, things like that, just to help with my joints and muscle recovery and things like that because I always just like trained and and if I wasn't training you know I was trying to do some kind of conditioning Mm. for jiu-jitsu you know I'll be running I'd be you know doing some little circuits or things like that but I was never really taking care of myself yeah so there was not not really a recovery factor but it was just more conditioning and high impact yeah so then I um then when I would get injured I just found that I'd and probably to my own detriment, I never would really like uh, wait out the recovery time anyways. Mm. But I, I just wish that I had maybe, you know, when I was a bit younger, started doing some more, some more uh, things to benefit, <laughs> like the you know, prevention of injury and just recovery things for sure. That would be like the number one of the things that I, that I, um, that I wish I had known. The other thing would probably be, um, uh, and I, but I don't think you would experience this until, um, until you, you get a bit further in your journey and, you know, you've spent a bit of time on the mats, but, um, just how effective, like how effective it is to learn each position basically. Mm like to really understand how how to actually implement jiu-jitsu correctly like cuz i find you know you see a lot of a lot of guys they start out and i run into them all the time and you know they want to do the cool stuff straight away you know they want to do the berenbolos they want to do lapel guards and they want to do all the crazy oh you know i want to leg lock everyone yeah yeah and what well, that's awesome but um and you know the guys they they mention that they like and they look up to they probably don't understand that a lot a lot of those guys there's there's two things that happen i think anyways 
one, they're really good at the basics. You just don't see it because they use this other game so much. Mm. And the other thing as well is, you know, you get a, you get a guy that's really good at Baron Bolos that they spend like an inorbit amount of time training that one thing. Like when you're a hobbyist and you train, you know, three classes a week for an hour and a half a mm. class, I don't think, you know, trying to, you know, you, you're going to, it's going to take you a much longer time to get really good at Baron Bolas than a guy that trains eight hours a day. Yeah. That, dr- that drills them all day long. You know, he's getting in more training in a day than you do in a week. So in a week, he's getting in more training than you do in like two months. Yeah. So I just think um, if someone maybe had have been able to pull me aside and say, you know, look, I think this is what you should do. You should just maybe look at guys like, you know, Lucas Lepree or some, you know, uh, JT Torres, guys that just are really fundamentally good. Mm. And just to stick on that path for a while, you know, wait till you get a bit more experience, a bit, a few more years under your belt, mm. and then you can start playing with, you know, the intricacies that come off the basics, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I I definitely learned that the hard way. I think I had a few sneaky tricks at around blue belt, and then I got to purple belt. And I kind of found it a little bit hard around purple belt. And then towards the end of the purple belt, I kind of just disregarded all of the the, um, the flashy things I was doing. And I just went back to trying to implement basic Fund- stuff. Fundamentals, yeah. Yeah, and learning actually how to do like pressure passing or, you know, mm. uh, better guard retention and and things like that. And actually, instead of being a reactive Mm. jiu-jitsu fighter, actually start learning how to force things and move people the way you want to move them. Although that's all good and it's like, it's cool and it's flashy, like you said, you know, like when you go for, you know, like one of those rolling back takes, for instance, um, when you're kind of like in a half guard situation and I don't know, like fancy things, flashy things you you're totally right in that yeah it looks it looks good but i mean there's so much more room for error and if you just slow to the fundamentals yeah and if you stick to fundamentals i mean don't get me wrong i love trying out flashy stuff and you know like testing it out but if i'm if i'm rolling against someone who's the same level as like who's another purple belt or above man i'm not going to be i'm not really going to be going for that because i'm just it just doesn't work out so I think that's where I really start trying to test my fundamentals or build upon my fundamentals when I'm in that position where, yeah, there's just no, you just can't try that fancy stuff because you're going to get, get caught majority of the time. Um, yeah. Before it works. But yeah, you, you, you're totally right. I think, I think that's a piece of advice I would give myself as well. Just stick to the fundamentals. And cause I was, mm. I was definitely, the type as well if not still kind of am to like see something flashy and i'm like oh i want to know how to do that you know but you kind of got to check yourself and go man these people have been doing that for a long time you know they've got all the they've got all the fundamentals in the bank you know like and they'll use those flashy flashy things as a last resort 
Yeah, um, exactly. I was watching Mikey Musumeki. Is that how you pronounce yeah. it? Against, yeah, I think um, so. Muhammad Ali yesterday because they mm. flow, flow grappling chucked it up on um, YouTube. And man, there's like I think two or three times he almost gets Ali's back. Yeah, so like that's the epitome of someone who's like drilled that move so many oh. times to be able to get it almost get it on someone like he almost had two hooks in at one stage when he when he got the back mm. um but keeping in mind ali's like far <laughs> out almost like three times mikey's weight and and all the mexican supplements yeah all those um... he's on those sneaky brazilian acai balls <laughs> yeah <laughs> get me some of them but that man he is like technically incredible you know yeah. what i mean like if that's what I mean. Like that's someone who's obviously he's highly intelligent and he can pick apart uh, jujitsu and he can he can pretty much what he does is you can see he just finds ways where he looks at what his current competitors are doing and where they lack mm-hmm. and then he just builds a game to beat that. But the thing is he's got time to do that as well. Like it's his job, right? Yeah. Whereas if I, like, my two things I just mentioned before, my two um, things I wish I had known would be more from, like, a hobbyist uh, perspective because that's what I am. I'm more of a hobbyist. It's not my job. But but that in saying that, like, yeah, Mikey Musumesi is, he's young and he's really good at all the flashy stuff, but his fundamentals are good. Whereas if you're a hobbyist, you're not, going to be able to get that good (laughs) like without putting in the time and effort he has and that might not be something that you can do if Mm. if you want to pursue jiu-jitsu and you have the time and uh, financially you can do it by all means i would go down the route of learning all the flashy things and stuff because you're going to pick up you're going to be on the mat so much that you're going to pick up the fundamentals and everything anyways Mm. but but where my two things I wish I had known come in to play is if you are a hobbyist, learning Baron Bowlers is probably, depending on how often you get on the mats, you know, depending on when you start, you know, you might start at 25. You're probably not going to really get good at Baron Bowlers until you're like 30, maybe even older. So Good, good as in like, as in almost every time. Yeah. <clears throat> on on people that you know you on a higher level yeah. the problem is is like i don't really know any guys that can invert that good after about 34 years old <laughs> so like what i'm saying is there isn't longevity in being able to grapple like some of those movements are very taxing on your body and unless you have the time to take care of your body then you know something like that might not be the best route to go. You don't you don't need to be great at Baron Bolos and all the flashy things to actually be good. Like JT Torres won ADCC twice, and he he didn't even leg lock anyone. He took everyone down and took their back. Yeah. Um, Lucas Lepre is still at the top of the heap. He's not Baron Boloing anyone. Mm. He's he's just really precise. Yeah, and then you know you've got. But, like, I mean, even Gordon Ryan, um, yeah, he does leg locks and everything. But as of late, he's plays like a butterfly guard and hits 
pretty standard sweeps and then has a pretty normal – like he's not really doing anything that's too crazy, mm. you know, whereas, you know, you've got everyone that wants to do, oh, I want to, you know, roll like Gary Tonin. I'd, I'd love to roll like Gary Tonin. Mm. But it's extremely dynamic. It's fit for a certain type of athlete and he also is trains with the best camp in the world. Mm. And it's all that and five guys, that five guys he hits. Yeah, like he's just that's the thing. It's it's different, like you know, that you're not a lot like a lot of guys, you know, heavyweight dudes probably not really gonna roll like Gary Tonin. It's it's pretty exhausting. Yeah. And so like I just think those two things which I had known is maybe like sort of try and figure out where you're gonna go with jujitsu and then that should and then if you know, if you want to spend the time getting good, then maybe look at a game that has longevity that's not going to be too taxing on your body mm. and take the time to also recover as well. Yeah, that's a big, big factor. That's definitely one for me as well. Mm. Recovery is a massive one at the moment, like with, with knee injuries, shoulders, like fingers, neck, back, oh. man, everything. <laughs> like that's something that I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> really like trying to delve into now just to re- just recovering always mm. i've been drinking these um turmeric lattes bro and before yeah. <laughs> before you're like oh you're hopping on the bandwagon it's actually so good <laughs> for inflammation so if i'm ever sore or whatever after training i'll smash one of them the next day i feel so good it's like natural steroids oh, i'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> and i'll tell you something cool as well very scientific you crack some pepper in there as well. You have to have have to um, use cracked black pepper in order to in order to um, activate the anti-inflammatory properties of turmeric. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I'm smarter than I look. <laughs> Not just a pretty face. Yeah. I, I know some. <laughs> I know some shit about some shit. Um, <laughs> before we delve too far into the world of jujitsu and like the sport and like competitors that are up there in like adcc and stuff i want to talk about um talk a little bit about how how has this happened how do i know you how do you know me how did this um, okay um how did this come about all right so do you want me to just tell you from like the first time i ever walked into a gym yeah ever ever since we locked eyes and we were just like oh hello <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so tell us how did it, how did it so start out? Do you want to know about how I um, hey, mate? How the hell do I know you? What was that last bit? How the hell do I know you? Oh, okay, all right. Well, so the way you know is I uh, so I had a I had started jujitsu when I was quite young, and I trained at. But this is back mm-hmm. uh, 2009. So I uh, I started jiu-jitsu. I walked into a really small gym in a suburb called Parkwood. And there was a massive, giant, tall guy mm-hmm. by the name of Lenny Kent. And he was a purple belt. And uh, it, the way I even figured this out, I actually went there for MMA because my grandma... <laughs> got me um she got me Oscar which is Foxtel now. 
<laughs> I literally thought uh, you were about to say because my grandma got me into it. <laughs> she was a professional fighter. <laughs> no. <laughs> my grandma she flying used... armbarred me. Um, no, she... she used to get into fights <laughs> at the uh, grocery store all the um... time. <laughs> Yeah, I never went without anything I didn't want, and I never oh, knew why. You get on the wrong side of your grandma, <laughs> you get Kimura. No, oh, that's classic. Kimura in a heartbeat to the back. But um, so I I got it, mm-hmm. and with the basic package, then you got Fuel TV. So I flicked over to Fuel TV. It was like two a.m. on a school night, and I saw the Ultimate Fighter one, and I saw. Chuck Liddell just mm-hmm. they pretty much put a highlight reel of him on and he was just knocking everyone out and doing all this and I watched the episode and I was like, mm-hmm. This is sick, like I wanna go and do MMA. Like I thought I wanted to be an MMA fighter. So I went into this gym, um and I didn't know this was the smaller gym. Mm-hmm. There was two of them. There was a massive one at Burley as well. So I started I started training between both Mm. but i just started an apprenticeship so i like stopped for like a year and then my friend had an mma fight who actually came with me when i first went to the gym like a year later he had an mma fight i watched and uh, i got inspired and i wanted to i was like cool i'm gonna go back and train so then i went back i started training and I was doing like all the MMA classes, but I was really just doing no gi grappling and I'd, I'd chuck on the gi every now and then. This was back like, man, these guys didn't have, they didn't know, like it was all closed guard. There was no open guard. No one yeah. stood up to pass. You just passed on your knees. And, um, and anyways, I was doing the MMA classes and I pretty soon realized like I didn't really enjoy getting punched in the head that much. Yeah. But like, I just didn't like it. It wasn't really my thing. Um, but I really enjoyed the grappling. And uh, so I was I was going to have an MMA fight. And then my parents, like I was, you know, by this time I was about 18. And they were kind of like, what are you going to do, Joel? Like you don't, you're not even working. You're on Centrelink and your whole Centrelink goes to paying for your gym fees. Yeah, t- t- and you're like, like I had a moment so I could get that. And yeah, yeah, fully. And uh, and then my dad was like, "Hey, I got you a job, and you're gonna come on this trawler." And I was like, "Oh shit, man, are you serious?" He's like, "Yeah." So then I I rung my coach and I was said like, "Look, man, like I'm uh, I'm not gonna do this fight. Like, you know, my parents are on me about, you know, I don't really have a job. I'm not really doing anything." Um, and I'm t- I don't really want to do the flight anyways because it's in Townsville and I'll be going on my own. Maybe I can do something when I get back. Um, and by this time, I had, I was really just competing in jiu-jitsu a few times, like as a white belt. I think I might have just got my blue belt just before I called him and he like completely blew up over it. He like was just wrote me off um, and then... I pretty much just like, oh, sweet, never, never went so back. If you were, so if I stopped. You just got so, the blue belt, and then when I stopped, then. 
I think okay. I was and up was to majority, a, close like, to about two majority years. Majority jujitsu. Like it was I, MMA, I got my, but you were competing in jujitsu. I was just competing in jujitsu. I think I had done at that point. There was like a couple of pretty weird comps around. There was there was still like Queensland state titles and stuff. Um, but then oh, there was yeah. these other ones called like Enemy on the Floor, and they were they were real dodgy, man. Like it was ref's decision on like sort of who won if no one got subbed and it was just the rule set was like just attack like just whoever's attacking the most and anything's legal so like you could be at white belt you could do heel hooks things like that obviously they weren't too popular then but some people knew of them so so dudes were like getting pretty hurt but um so then i i stopped and i i um but I, i was like I wasn't very good. I wasn't a very good blue belt then either, though. Like, I didn't really have a guard. I was mainly just a top player. And my jiu-jitsu was pretty rubbish, to be honest. But then I went... So then I stopped and I started skateboarding for, like, four years or something. And um, I think that's where I started to get the mindset of, like, learning things step by step and seeing that there was, there was like proper, proper more pathways. to it than just, you know, there's a real way to actually for certain movements because like the way, you know, someone with a size 14 shoe might do a kickflip is going to be different to a guy like with a size nine foot that's, you know, littler, that's really short. Like there's, there's all different ways. But, um, and then uh, I just remember I, I just started thinking about jujitsu again and I was like, damn, like I really shouldn't have, um, I shouldn't have quit. Like I wish I kept going with that. And I started looking up gyms and I, no, I didn't want to go there. And at this stage, a lot of the guys that I had trained with, if they had still hung in there, they were all sort of getting up around, like they were all, you know, purple browns or blacks now. And, um, and then I, I ran into, I ran into my friend Gav that used to train with me at um mm-hmm. at the gym that I started at and he said he goes, Hey, you remember Ryan? I said, Yeah, yeah, I remember Ryan and he's like, He's got a gym in Cool and Gatter. It's it's called Flow Martial Arts. You should go down if you if you're thinking about starting jiu jitsu again. And uh and I was like, All right, cool, like I might check that out. <laughs> so then I yeah, I cruised down long behold the guy sitting at the front was ryan and i was like oh hey man like do you remember me and he was you like yeah yeah i remember you um from humor yeah yeah he pretty much was like fuck man not this guy this guy's this guy was fucked and um and uh and i was like oh cool like i just was sort of like thinking i would start start jujitsu again and he was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, here's our class schedule and how much it costs, blah, blah, blah. You get a week free trial anyway. So, you know, jump in. And I, uh, so then I raced off home, dug out like my old gi that I had. And it was so short on my, like, it was the world's, man, it was a disgraceful looking thing. But, um, and then I, I, I think I had to buy and I didn't have my blue belt. I think I, no, I did, but it was like not eat, like it wouldn't even be a blue belt really. Like, 
So I had to, I bought another one and uh, I rocked up to like two of the gay classes in, I think I went to like two daytime ones and I got smoked. But like this one dude just kept taking my back and doing like a bow and arrow, but I'd never, I hadn't trained in like four years and I hadn't even, that wasn't even a thing really back then. So I was all confused. Then I went to a no-gi class and I just remember, um, I remember I came, I think it might have even been like the Friday night one that they used to have. And then I remember, um, I remember, I remember two guys walking in, not together. I remember you walked in. Um, and you had your hyperfly shorts on and your white brawls rash guard. And Ben and Ben Veal walked in. And um and he was a blue belt yeah. then too, and I think you were still you were still a white belt. And um and yeah, I remember you two guys walking in and uh yeah, we all ended up like rolling I think he's like both smash my, smash my guard or something. Like I think Be- Benny was pretty yeah. like he, he was, obviously had trained for like, much longer. Yeah, that was, and he um, was like Benny was always tough. Like he's he's still tough now, but back then, even I remember like I used to hate having a he's roll so with him. I was like, oh shit, I have to I have to roll with this dude again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate having to roll with him, but I roll with him all the time. 100%. But he's he's good, man. Like he's solid. He's um, he's just he's just too nice to some people. But when he puts it on, yeah, it's like a little reminder. He's actually like, so good. Like, yeah, it's like he 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 puts out these little reminders every now and then. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. But uh, yeah, I remember you guys walking in, and then. We just like, we just all clicked. And I remember, <laughs> I, I think I had a girlfriend at the time and I went through like a bit of a breakup and you went yeah. through a breakup and we like sort of bonded <laughs> over like both being like, man, like we both broke up yeah. and then we just started hanging out all the time, yeah. training all the time. Yeah. And it was like, and then, it was the and best. Then the savages kind of grew from there. And then, yeah, and then we had, like, uh, yeah. uh, Taylor Bell, who, fuck, he's got to come yeah. back to training. He'll man. come back. Yeah, he'll come so back strong. every now and then. And um, just yeah, Ben. And you're, and you're just, yeah, you're just, like, what? <laughs> for, like, four weeks. What is going on? And then, yeah, and then he'll just, <laughs> chill, and he'll stop. Chill out, bro. <laughs> like, it's almost like a bit of a breath of fresh air. You're like, oh, thank fuck he stopped. But then you like, but then, but then you like, yeah, you can't. Yeah. And like your mates stop for like a certain period of time. You're like, oh, I wish they could get back on the mats, you know, because there's so much, so much potential. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. And then, yeah, then our group sort of formed, and the then yeah, the savages yeah, the little, were born. Uh, little uh, photographer boy. Mm. Soft, soft porn photographer boy. Oh, Jacko. Jacko, yeah. Jacko, yeah, had, yeah. Um, he's, bear, he's back. Our, he's back now. Father figure, Dave, Dave Kappa. Yeah, big. Bear. Oh, yeah. Um, big, yep. 
And then uh, Ryan, the uh, in the general slash, <laughs> force me to go in every competition, like... <laughs> yeah. even if I don't, even I don't if I don't go, want to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the guy that uh, yeah. the guy that will let his arm break <laughs> in training. The guy with the sharpest. The guy with the impassable guard. Mate, have you ever like? Yeah. The guy yeah, that still submits me like 10 times in a row. by Ryan is probably one of my worst experiences I've ever had in my life. Like, I would let anyone guillotine me before Ryan does. Uh, he just has... <laughs> Bro, I don't think there's a submission he... that. I think he's he probably just, hit every he just, submission that's bro, ever existed hurts. on me. You said it best yourself one time. <laughs> we are talking about how sharp his bones are. And he goes, like, <laughs> he's in seated guard. He goes shit on shin to, like, try and get a single leg. And it hurts so much. Like, your shin just feels like it's broken by the time he even gets the single leg. So when he wants to sweep you, you practically just throw yourself <laughs> on the ground because you're like, fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, then you just tap. And yeah. then you just tap. Oh, man. Because he's, he's going to get you. Prick. <laughs> Oh, far out. Good times. Yeah. How good. That was like, I'd say Mm. that was like, what, 2000 and, was it 2015 or late 2014 or something? I think it was 2000 and, 2000 and, late 2015 or 2000 and start 2016. Yeah, I think it was. 2015, I I think. I mean, that's when I started. Um, and I, I know shortly after that, that's when, mm. yeah, when we met. I swear we must have, like, yeah, when we started chatting that one one time after class and then went and got a feed or whatever. And I remember thinking, like, to for me personally, I was thinking, like, man, jiu-jitsu is so cool. You meet some, like, like mad people. I was so stoked to have, like, met a dude like you. I was like, there's actually, mm. I was like, there's, like, really cool people in oh, jiu-jitsu. Likewise, mate. Yeah, man, there's some of, like, most of my best yeah, friends are from jiu-jitsu. Same here. I mean, before, <laughs> before that, it was just, like, friends from, like, parties and shit. And they'd be like, oh, how you been? Have you been getting fucked up lately? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they're yeah. not your real mates, you know what I mean? They're, like, yeah, they're, just you, like they're, not, they're not your real mates. Acquaintances, people you have they're, a good time with, but not for a long time. They've generally got an agenda for mm. why they actually hang out with you, anyways. But um, yeah, I just think like I don't know. Yeah, that how good of a friend can they be if you only yeah. know them at Saturday yeah. at eight o'clock? And the only time, and you're only time they message you is when they like, don't not, see you yeah. on a particular Saturday, and they're like, "Oh, where were you?" And it's like, mate, I've yeah. You know, I, I do other things as well. If you actually knew me, like not not just knew me for the guy who gets yeah, like, up yeah. on a Saturday night with you every now and then. Yeah, yeah. So what's um what's on the uh what's on the agenda for the next like? I mean, we were talking before about how coronavirus has kind of put a halt on everything. Um, unless you got like friends and stuff who are willing to train with you so long as everyone's sanitized. <laughs> but 
what are your like yeah I don't want to say short-term goals because like short-term goal I suppose is like coronavirus has got that fucked up but long-term goals like for jiu-jitsu what's your like uh, like what's the plan like you're you're a hobbyist in jiu-jitsu but what are your like uh, what do you want to accomplish out of it or mm-hmm. is it just something that you're just going to keep doing because it makes you feel good well i um i'll definitely give back like i'd definitely like to um to coach and to may- maybe have an academy or maybe even just have a space where you know i can just have mm-hmm. you know to just teach some people that you know that are friends that want to learn and um just build like you know maybe something in a community where it's more than just you know some like a gym where you pay where I've got to adhere to everything a a customer wants and it you know becomes more more about you know looking after the individuals and then maybe being a bit more pure you know what I mean like where where you know if if I had maybe a space where you know, it's just like a not-for-profit type situation. Um, you know, I could do some some more like more of like an outreach type of thing where you know you get some youth together, yeah, maybe that's, some that's, people that can't afford the train. Give give them the chance to yeah to actually be able to learn and um, because that's that's the thing. Like I know I've got a lot of friends and stuff that I know that can't really afford to train but they're some of the best people I know and they would love to learn you know they've just got other commitments you know they've got other financial problems um and then there's some people I know that have all the money in the world that are like the biggest assholes I've ever met so and I think you know if 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 it becomes your business you know you need to you need to obviously please them because they're paying you and you know you get the whole thing of You've got those issues of grading people, um, you know, someone doing something that they don't like and maybe it's them being a little bit soft and, you know, it's they're paying you. You're like, oh, I need members. I can't, like, I'd prefer to have a space where I guess I could dictate the terms, not that they would ever be that bad, but where I could, you know, pull people up where it's not so much a, exchange of money or anything but something more mm. um just giving to people and you know building a building a community and a crew sort of like the like the crew you know that we had where we're just you know we're just all friends and we have a little mat space and we come together and it's a bit more um yeah yeah i know yeah like just even like um I remember Ryan used to talk mm. about that back in the day. Um, he always used to say culture breeds culture. Um, and it's so much easier mm. to maintain that like humble, like culture when it's on a small scale and there's like, you know, lo- yeah. in, in a sense, there's like lower prices to start jujitsu or, or like um, there's just more, there's just more give than take 
let's say you know like the classes might be cheaper or whatever so you you get mm. more like underprivileged people to come in and train who like really might want to start but they just can't afford anywhere else but if they get a start somewhere those like you're saying those kinds of people are usually the ones who have like got such a bigger heart and have the right idea whereas like there's so many other places where mm. people just come and go and you don't actually have like I don't know there's not that like closeness about it because it's so widespread or a certain academy yeah. could have like like um multiple multiple gyms all around a particular like uh city or whatever or like states in Oz or around the world for that matter and you don't you don't really feel like a part of the team like um don't get me wrong like with jiu-jitsu like wherever I've been um wherever I've traveled like I've always always felt welcome and whatever but yeah I think it'd be cool like in what you're saying it'd be cool to have like a low-key kind of uh low-key thing where you can just like give back to people and sort of um sort of like give, give back to a situation that you were once in when you were younger and you kind of really wanted to train but all your all your money was going towards towards MMA right and then your dad forced you to work because you weren't making enough money and then he was mm. just like all you like you're spending so much money on this shit I mean like give, giving back to those sorts of kids is like yeah sounds sounds f fulfilling you know yeah well it's just like yeah it's a nice obviously it's a really nice thing to do but um yeah there's just you know because fees are pretty expensive like i think back when i when i had started i was paying like 160 bucks a month so like i think i was getting maybe 200 bucks a fortnight from oh no i think i was paying 100 so you're pretty much yeah, just got jiu -jitsu fees fortnight, and cheeseburgers so jiu-jitsu fees <laughs> ten dollars to fill up my bro? moped and like thirty bucks to Wait. yeah yeah I had a moped. You, you never, you never so had a I moped could, at flow. Yeah, did you? I could go to training. No, you had that. You had a Ute or something. No, nah. you had like that Commodore. Yeah, I had a I had a Ute. Oh, Falcon XR six. Uh, oh, sorry, mate. Falcon XR six, mate. <laughs> no, but yeah, I um, and like I get it because that what I was doing was like sort of dumb. Like all my friends were getting jobs and stuff and I was, there was no money really in any, like, you know, this was back when like UFC couldn't even get on the TV. So like, it was like, I guess, uh, cause I had, I didn't finish year 12. I just, I just stopped going to school and I just worked for a little bit and then sort of quit. And then it sort of got to the point where my parents were sort of saying like, you know, what, are you going to do like you need to make some that's, money that's that, um, like, that's that general age but yeah all of us kind of mm. cop that like whether it be from like like parents yeah. or older friends or or like other family members like uncles and aunties there's always someone who's going to be like oh like what are you going to do it's it's a lot of pressure at it like on a kid at that age it's like fuck well, mm. i don't fucking know like how are you i don't well, like, it's weird because you're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> like you, you're so dumb at that age. Like you don't know. You don't know what you want to do, man. Like what I wanted to do then, and what I, like if I met me 
at that age now, I would be, I would not like that person. Like I would, that like the things that I thought were cool and the things I wanted to pursue would just so dumb in comparison to how the world actually works and what I mm. actually like now and what would be a smart thing to do now. Even, you know, yeah, just I think, you know, when you're a young man and maybe not all of them, but a lot of them, you know, you get that little bit of a, mm. get a bit of an ego and a bit of a pride complex and, you know, so I think you just need to bear with kids at that age and just understand that you don't actually need to be making life long decisions at 18 years old. But I, I just think like the best advice you could give a young kid that age is like, you don't have to know what you want to do. Just don't do nothing. Like just, just have a job, like like try and get some kind of experience in making money and just understanding that that is kind of how the world does work. Even if your job was just coaching, if you want if you knew you wanted to do jiu-jitsu, maybe just work at the gym and like, Hey, can I do, can I teach a kid's class or, you know, something like that. So then you can actually realize, right, there's going to be times, even there's going to be times you don't want to go teach the kid's class, mm. but that's part of life. <laughs> you got to go teach kids class. It's a job. It's helping you do jiu-jitsu. Like there's going to be things even in jiu-jitsu, if that's what you want to do, that's that right. you might not really want to do. But I think you've in life, a very high percentage of your life is made up by things that's you right. might not want to do sometimes. But if you want it, just go out and do it. Just go out and get yeah. it. you got to do it, eh? Well, you hey, this guy do the mahi, get the treats. Brought up, brought up by Kiwis. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question I had, just to finish off on, I wanted to know. <laughs> I wanted to know a funny slash interesting story while rolling. A funny yeah. slash interesting story while rolling. All right, well, I've got, yeah. I've actually got one from when I just started. So I, so I got picked out of the class. Like this is like my, fuck, maybe fourth week in, right? And uh, that big guy, the big guy I told you that I saw mm-hmm. when I walked in and he, the big purple belt, his name's, his name's Lenny Kent. He actually owns it. Yeah a gym on the Gold Coast now. He's a black belt. It's called Transitions. And um, he was demonstrating... Shout out. He was demonstrating (laughs) knee rides, right? And uh, anyways, he's like... And at this time, this gym where he he was working was popping. Like, there was like, you know, 40 guys on the mat a night, which was psycho for for that time. And uh, anyways... He's uh so he's doing like a proper knee ride, like in the geese, got the collar, pants, he's pulling up and he's like, you know, like tense, Joel, you got a tense. Anyways, as he's pulled up, I tense and I just did like not like a little fart or like a hardcore like burp. <laughs> and it was so embarrassing, man. Like 
and he, and then he just lets he he let go of the pants and the gay the gay top like the lapel and he just says he goes not that hard and I was like oh, please so I was like oh, mortified bro, so that's what, that's from why that like that's why you young kid. That's the real. That's the oh. real truth. Because <laughs> I us, shit my pants. How many, um, how many students um, in the class watching on to this to this dramatic bomb? <laughs> there was oh, wow. there was like four. You... There was like forty of them. There was it was a it was a big class, man. Forty is a big class for a gym around the Gold Coast now. <laughs> Did you say anything to like break the ice there? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to go home. Oh man. Yeah. Um, and then another time, I the only time I've ever been ever been choked out was um I was rolling with a with a black belt. <clears throat> this is like just after I got my blue belt. <clears throat> and anyways, he just like passed my guard super easy. And he had uh baseball bat choke grips. And anyways, he he dropped down onto the baseball bat choke and I and I and I was almost like I was 100% sure he was making like a like a gargling sound like as a joke, <laughs> but it was actually me. And I didn't I didn't even feel it. And he must have got like both my carotid arteries, and I just went. Like, I like instantly. went out, and uh, any almost instantly, man. I went out, and uh, anyways, I kind of came to, and he was he. I tried to sit up, and sometimes, have you seen like sometimes when guys go out, oh, they have yeah. like what kind of yeah, looks like a seizure? So, it looks so wrong when they start shaking. Yeah, so I've it's. <laughs> Yeah, so I've almost sat up, like I'm almost the whole way up and I just start shaking. And anyways, this dude's like, I'm looking around and once again, big class. I think, I actually think this was on the night that I got my blue belt. So I think it was at a great, it was at a grading night. And I, um, and as I've got, as I, as I've got up, I've, yeah, I'm starting to shake, right? So I'm, uh, and and this guy just watches me go back down, and I'm I'm shaking, but I'm still sort of present. And he just he just taps me twice on the chest, gets up and walks away, whilst I'm so still gave you, gave you shaking little, like crazy, a like a like, like a you'll be right tap, and just I'm I'm gonna move on, <laughs> just like yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like a you'll be right tap. And then I'm still, I start oh, trying wow. to sit up again. So I'm like, where are you going? Help. Yeah, and I'm just like flailing around on the mats like a fish. Just so then I'm panicking because yeah, I'm yeah. like, why is this guy leaving? Help me. And um, and then, anyways, I, uh, I come to after and. Um, and I just, you know, <laughs> after I lay on the ground for like five you minutes. get up and it's like all dark I, in there. I, get, oh, I get up. Yeah. I, I, got, I got up and I was like, hey, man, why'd you leave? And he was like, oh, oh, what? I knew you were going to be right, mate. 
It's like, what are you, what are you mean? You knew I was going to be right. Why didn't you help? <laughs> like that, that had never happened to me before. And oh. um, so that was we- that was real yeah, weird. That's that's weird. That and, he um, just I did mean, that. Yeah, people go out all the time. Should be right. No, I'm joking. <laughs> mm. But yeah, she'll she'll be right. But uh, and then um, I'm trying to think of. I uh, I've had I've had a lot of people fart on me as well. I uh, I had a guy fart. Oh, no way! On oh, me no. in a competition. You don't, do, you don't do that. That that'd make me yeah. even more even more mad and want to submit. Yeah. Him. Well, he he farted. He was in. A he was in a submission. Oh no way! He was in a rear naked choke and he farted. That that was that may have been him trying yeah. to tap. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Over. <laughs> it's over. Um, yeah, I've had that, but um, for the most part, like I uh, probably the only other really strange thing I had happen. I've ha- I've had a, a few, but. I think you were here for this one. There was like a, it was that mm-hmm. flow and the, it was in the, the old gym and there there was a big, sort of like a big class on. Were you there when the, this lady came in? She would have been like 60, like with like a, a little carry cart, mm-hmm. like what old ladies take to the shops. And she was like, I want to do the class. And she was dressed in like, <laughs> like kind of what looked like like she had worn like a floral dress but like a loose floral dress and then put like a t-shirt <laughs> over her dress and then she had like a a big sort of straw hat on and uh we really like we were really trying to talk her out of doing this but she just wouldn't have it she was like no we're like you don't really have the right clothes and she's like it's all good i can still do it all and we we're like yeah but you're going to move and the things are going to fly out and yeah, like, please, just, just please don't away. do the class. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but she was like, nah, I'm doing it. And we're like, fuck, okay. All right. Come on then. And, uh, anyway, she starts, uh, starts doing the class and, you know, we're doing like, uh, like a typical jujitsu warm up, like forward rolls, backward rolls, shrimps, uh, all that kind of stuff. And like, it's just not going well for this chick at this point. And, um, and then she just, uh, she just jumped up and, um, walked over to, I don't think it was Ryan. I think she walked over to someone else and just started blowing up. Like, uh, yeah. And just was like, you guys haven't been hospitable. You know, you you like didn't make me feel like a part of the class. Um, you know, I think she even said she's oh, like, what? I don't even have the right lady, clothes on. Lady, you're and we were like, well, I know that. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, yeah, she just, but then she wouldn't leave. So like, we managed to get her out the front door while like there's a whole class sort of happening, and you know, it's so hard to. Yeah, for people in a class to focus on a class when something like that's happening 
Hey, just um, just yeah, just, and, uh, um, just quickly. Yeah, this, but, and um, eventually we got yeah. This recording might finish in ten seconds. I might have to start a new one. So just stand stand by, because I think usually it cuts oh. off at an hour. All right. Um, okay, oh, no, it's still going. Oh wow. Oh, fantastic! We've made it past the hour mark. You've made it. But yeah, you're totally right. When like something like that happens, and and like that's when all the students start looking around, going, "Huh, what's going on?" And no one's concentrating. They're all just looking at the psycho that's causing the scene. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's full on. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's hard to. Well, it's hard because you got to try and get them to settle down and so you can for the most part most i think most members understand what's going on and they they understand it's not your fault but that's another thing that martial arts does it also brings in a lot of the crazy people too so you know there's there's that aspect as well the craziest crazy crazy jace man the craziest such a a big heart that such a big yeah he's um he's on another level man he can he can chew your ear off. Oh, lovely guy, man! <laughs> <laughs> turn up to don't no turn way. up to Kingy Pub. No way. <laughs> he's um yeah he's full on, but he's he's a lovely guy, man. I like, I like Interesting. Well, that um yeah, that almost like concludes our our time here today, Young Jolo. I'm, disapp- I'm I'm a little bit disappointed that you put your full My name pleasure. in the um in the uh, anchor app. Yeah, you need to change it to Jolo. Uh, I'll change yes. it. <laughs> All right. <Is> yeah. That... <laughs> Next yeah, time I'm you're surprised on, yeah, that anyone um, <laughs> talk about the Joe Crow story. Are you that Joe Crow guy? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you the full it, rundown but, of that. Um, looking forward to seeing you again in the future. Obviously, we're on other side, like opposite sides of the pond at the moment. But um, looking forward to hey, rolling mate, in the future right. and uh, for you to wipe the floor with me once again. Now, now you're a big, big bad brown belt. Oh. Um. <laughs> and yeah. Maybe, maybe not, man. You might What's that, beat bro? me up. I said maybe mm, not. You might just beat yeah, me up. That's yeah, that's what you say every time. Um, anyway, looking forward to it, bro. <laughs> but take care of yourself. Hopefully, this corona issue passes quicker than um, expected. Um, and mm. yeah, in terms of jujitsu, keep training. Either by watching videos or actually rolling with little little Winnie, the little baby girl. Yeah, mate, I will. Yeah, I might have to just train yeah, her train up in her quarantine. Up in quarantine. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been good, bro. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for yeah. thanks for sharing your thanks stories. Thanks for having me, and, man. Um... <laughs> Anytime. But yeah, it's been good. <laughs>